On January 2nd, 2021, just a few short days before Donald Trump called for his supporters to storm the Capitol at a rally in Washington, D.C., the former president made a different call of his own. We won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. It was to Georgia's Secretary of State, George Raffensperger, a fellow Republican who initiated an audit of the votes cast for the 2020 presidential election in the state of Georgia. Raffensperger had spent weeks defending the integrity of Georgia's election system. We believe that we do have an accurate election. No, I know you don't. No, no, you don't. And after the three recounts, including one by hand, the results were in. Trump was down by 11,779 votes. He called Raffensperger, asking him to find... I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. It was this call, first obtained by the Washington Post, that caught the attention of Fulton County District Attorney Bonnie Willis. After hearing it in 2021, the Howard alumna sent a letter to Georgia Governor Brian Kemp announcing that her office was launching an investigation into whether Donald Trump and his associates violated Georgia law in their effort to overturn Biden's win in the state. Then, thank you for joining us. On August 14th, 2023, I'm here with the prosecutors and investigators. Willis held a press conference inside a heavily guarded Atlanta courthouse announcing that a grand jury returned an indictment charging Donald Trump and 18 co-defendants with a total of 41 felony counts. Arising from a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in this state. All 19 individuals were charged with one count of violating Georgia's Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act, otherwise known as RICO a Georgia policy used to target people who engage in various criminal activities for a particular enterprise. So who is Bonnie Willis, the prosecutor behind Trump's fourth indictment? That's the question we're going to try to answer in today's episode of The Hill Talks. I'm your host, Juan Ben Jr. And real quick, before we get too deep into the show, I wanted to let you know that we're changing things up a bit. For the rest of the semester, you're going to get one story a week instead of three. I also want to thank all of our listeners for your patience over the past few weeks. We're back with weekly episodes starting today. Coming up, a conversation between me and the Hilltop News and Politics reporter Natalia Wilson. Plus, Bonnie Willis. Natalia Wilson, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. So Bonnie Willis currently serves as the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia, an area that encompasses 15 cities, including the city of Atlanta. She's the first woman to step into this role. And in your interview, Willis talked about how she's been underestimated her entire career, but has spent equally as much time disappointing and proving people wrong. I want you to just take a second to tell me a bit about her career from her time at Howard to now. So following her matriculation at Howard, she decided to pursue her Juris Doctor at Emory in Atlanta, 
Um, and when I had asked her about her decision to move there, she was really eager to be in the honors program, as well as just be in a city that she wanted to establish her roots in. In Georgia, she's practiced both private and um, served as a public defender as well. And that was in both criminal defense and um, family law before ending up in the district attorney's office um, where she would work as an assistant district attorney before taking over for her boss actually um, and running for district attorney where she would become the first female district attorney in Fulton County. Willis um, pointed out in her interview, you know, the difference between prosecutors and defense attorneys and how it's important to have prosecutors and just lawyers in general who are representative of the communities and the people that they serve. My father was a defense attorney and I, I wanted to be a defense attorney, but what I realized is not because prosecutors are better lawyers, but because truly the power is in their hand, it is very important that African American people have representation people that will look at them and see them as human beings and make sure that they're making decisions that impact the African-American community as well as all communities. I represent 15 cities in Fulton County, and so some of those cities are predominantly Caucasian, some predominantly Black, all different socioeconomic statuses, all different educational statuses. Um, it's important that somebody looks at all those people as people and treats them fairly. Um, and if we are not at the table, we're not at a posture where we can make decisions and where we can really impact lives. And so we need- Willis's father is John C. Floyd III, a legendary criminal defense attorney. What was her father's influence on her path to public service? Her father's influence on her path to public service was immense. And she continued to emphasize that during our interview. But just the way that he cared about his clients. I remember on Christmas, my father would often get up and go to the jail or the prison to visit clients. And like, that's a strange thing. Why would you do that? You have family, you have a child here. He would always do it after he made sure we were straight, but he would say so many of his clients had no one to see them, no one that they felt like cared about them. He knew that in that season, they would be at their very lowest point. And so it was important that they knew not only was he fighting for them, but that he cared about them. And so that has been an a really important lesson. Although I'm on the other side of the aisle, I always teach those prosecutors that report to me and those investigators and legal assistants that the minute you start looking at these as just files, you need to find a new job. That in each one of these files are people's lives that have been impacted. You know, it was important for her to live in Atlanta and to raise her future family in Atlanta, to live in a community of majority Black people where her children would one day be able to see, you know, Black lawyers, Black hairdressers, Black everybody. It's an aspirational thing, but it's also this kind of connective tissue, right, that we can have some kind of connection with the people that we're working with. And she said that she has helped more people than any criminal defense attorney ever could because of her position as a prosecutor and because of her position now as a DA of Fulton County. And depending on the outcome of this trial, of this case against former President Donald Trump, Bonnie Willis has a potential to impact the entire population of the United States. How does Fonnie Willis see her role as the DA of Fulton County as contributing to a larger call, right, with this specific case? So during our interview, what really stuck out to me when we were discussing um, the backlash, especially the racist backlash that she's been facing 
um, as she's been um, working on this Trump investigation. Um, she really emphasized how proud she was to be a black woman and how deserving she was to be in the position that she is in. I'm very proud to be a black woman. I find it to be a privilege. And so I tell people often, you know, you calling me the N word or slave whore or some other thing, or you're going to hang me, which are certainly um, remnants back to slavery and ugly things that happen to African-American people, um, is really just a waste of their time. I'm proud to be a black woman. I'm proud to be in this moment in time. So I come here prepared for the challenge um, and unbothered by ignorance. Seeing as our criminal justice system historically has favored political officials, especially former presidents, she really is making history by indicting a former president and proving that no one is above the law, which is an essential um, pillar of democracy. And it just shows, you know, she ran for district attorney under the motto that integrity matters. And I think in every case, especially this one, she's proving how important integrity is um, in terms of the law and maintaining democracy. Um, I was given some really good advice a long time ago that I followed, and I hope you'll follow in your career. If you just make the right decisions, the politics will follow. Um, so if you just do things, and if I just make decisions based on the law and the facts, and I stick to that, I never have to worry about the rest because I'm not trying to explain a decision, right? The decision was based on this is what the law says and this is what the facts are. And so I have stuck with that in my career. Um, and sometimes I'm criticized for it, but it's always consistent and the same. She's on her way to making history right now. Thank you, Natalia, so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. That's it for today's episode of The Hill Talks. You can find all of our news and politics coverage, including the two amazing stories about Bonnie Willis, written by Natalia Wilson at thehilltoponline.com. Original theme music is by Terry Thomas. This episode was edited, written, and produced by me. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of The Hill Talks. And just as a reminder, we will be covering one story instead of three. This is where I leave you. Till next time, bye soon.